Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. women assume that when they leave a relationship, a short-term dating relationship, maybe only a few dates or maybe something longer term, and they don't assume that he really has any negative emotions after it, right? This is something that a woman who doesn't know a ton about men can just believe, right? A very high quality woman might fall into that trap if she has lingering insecurities that she hasn't dealt with yet. But here's what I actually find. If you are a woman who is awake and open and activated in her feminine, beautiful, physically embodied, comfortable with her sexuality side and with a deep, profound love and admiration and respect for the healthy masculinity that men are designed to embody, and that alone right there is stunning. But if you add in the third component of a relationship with God, of a spiritual side that understands the depth of the human experience and what we're really here for and what really matters and has some books will call this the human qualities and the angelic qualities. When a woman like that walks out of the picture for whatever reason, maybe she ended things, maybe he ended things, maybe it was a misunderstanding, whatever. Often it will trigger a sort of dark night of the soul in the man. And he has an option, right? When that happens, this is when you see guys who kind of go off the rails at the end of a relationship. And I'm not talking about the narcissists, the abusers who literally almost lose their minds because they've lost control of their kind of prey, right? I'm talking about a, I don't want to call him healthy, but not an abusive, not a narcissist, just a guy who's on his developmental path, right? And he didn't quite either know what he had or maybe some other, you know, unforeseen, uncontrollable circumstance happened, but he's not a bad guy. He just kind of hadn't woken up yet to the even fuller capacity he has for divine masculinity. When the woman walks out or leaves or he walks or whatever, right? He's got kind of an existential crisis, <laughs> usually, okay? This happens so much. I see it all the time. I see it with my clients. I, I just, it's, it's so common. And he has a choice. 
right? He has a choice. Is he going to, and often they kind of will do a little bit of both. So if you see a guy who's just like, he's at the bars, he's got some, you know, instant new kind of low level, like, where did you find her kind of girlfriend? Or um, maybe he throws himself into, you know, hopefully not, but some kind of toxic relationship with alcohol or, or partying or whatever, just kind of risky behaviors. He's trying to escape emotions that he doesn't understand. And what I want you to hear is that this is beyond normal breakup emotions, right? There's normal breakup where people are just like down and sad and whatever. And then there's kind of the narcissist abuser, you know, complex issue where they're losing their mind because they've lost control of another human being. This is a different thing. Okay. This is when it's like his angel has walked out of his life and now it feels very dark and he doesn't know how to process the darkness. Right? So sometimes they will kind of go down into the, you know, partying world or whatever their variation of that. Sometimes they'll bury themselves in work. Sometimes it's a combination of both, but the wise man, and what I find more and more and more men are doing is they either consciously or unconsciously understand that this is an opportunity for whether they're cognizant again of it being a spiritual opportunity, but there's a level of awakening that they realize they can have. Basically, what they very highly valued, even if they didn't when they had her, maybe they did, has left the building, you know, and now there's this this tug of probably some grief, some anger, some it's her fault. And also, oh, you know, I want, I want her back. I want to be the man who deserves that. I want to be her equal, you know, and, and whether or not there's any promise of her coming back or not, or just a sense of, you know, I'm not going to let this happen again with the next excellent woman who I meet, but they rise internally or they certainly decide to, to a certain new level of masculinity, to what is often called, many different definitions of it, but the divine masculine. And to me, that's simply just the healthy manifestation of a man, right? Internally, externally, he's mastered in his spiritual life, his mental life, his emotions, his physical, you know, logistical around him, etc. He's like, he's just rising into a king or into an emperor, into just this beautiful, um, high level man, right? So, Again, just kind of quickly recap what I've said so far. When a high quality woman walks out of a man's life, it's like the angel leaves the building and there's a crisis. It's almost like a spiritual crisis. And that's why I'm calling it a dark night of the soul. And he has options. And often he will go through most of the options. You know what I mean? He'll have, you know, the anger. He'll have the kind of trying to check out. He'll have the trying to numb out. He'll try the, you know, other chicks to forget her. He'll try, you know, partying. He'll try weeping and sobbing and begging God that she would come back, whatever. And then when that kind of those, that, that wave of initial reactions ends, there is, what am I going to do now? What kind of man am I going to be now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want this to happen again. And the pain of not so much that she's gone, although they may blame it on that, or they may assume that that's what it is, but the pain of recognizing that there's a higher level of myself that I could be behaving in, or I could have behaved in, or I could in the future behave in, and I'm not, and I want that. Like, I want to get there. I want to become that man. So that woman's presence in his life, and then often departure, whether it's temporary or permanent, can create this incredible spiritual awakening in a man that inspires him to want to more fully embody divine masculinity. Now, here's the thing, ladies, you don't have control over whether or not that happens. 
It might not, right? He might really just go down, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you know, who knows, whether through food or alcohol or, you know, other women or, or excessive working or whatever, he may just bury himself in something to try to ignore what is actually an internal spiritual catalyst calling. Like, let's go, you know what I mean? You can do better than this, rise up. Either go get her or, you know, just become the kind of man who next time, well, either will keep her or if that relationship is just not meant to pan out, is is grounded more, is embodied more, is what we want in relationships, I think, is to be proud of who we were no matter what happens, right? Because you can't control the other person. So you can't control what he does. You can't control whether he comes after you. You can't control whether he doesn't. You can't control whether he goes into some kind of spiral of negative behaviors trying to numb out the feelings. You can't control whether he rises to the occasion of this spiritual awakening catalyst and steps into more divine masculinity, you cannot control a thing. All you can do is be the inspiration. Okay. And what sometimes women will do is they get into their own toxic cycles of blaming men or coming up with stories about men or internal unconscious or conscious beliefs about men that, that tell the wrong story, that tell the untrue story, right? That blame all kinds of things on him or call him all kind of toxic adjectives or something. And in so doing become, you know, kind of a toxic woman herself, right? Where it's men's fault or men are like that. We don't want to go there. Okay. When you start to understand more deeply the opportunity of a spiritual journey that the masculine has, you stay grounded in your worth, in your value, in your boundaries, and in your openness to men, because it's not anymore a, how could he, and that's just what they do, and I'm never going to allow that again, and, you know, as in I'm never going to not allow toxic behavior, but I'm never going to allow a man in again, and we start to create a block, because here's the thing, when they have this catalyst of wanting to become a better man, if all of the women have made up BS stories about all men are untrustworthy or all men are like whatever, there's nowhere for him to go, right? Our job is to hold our standard, be the inspiration of rising to a higher level of masculinity and be open to a man who is on that journey and doing his best, right? They're not perfect. We're not perfect. Our job is to hold the open space and hold the standards at the same time. It's like truth and grace, compassion and and an awareness that I'm not coming down there with you, but I'm waiting here for you when you rise up to meet me. Yes? So you can't chase him. I don't want you to. You can't convince him. It's not possible. But you can remain the inspiration, and then he has the free will to decide what is he going to do with the, the grief, perhaps, the pain that essentially cognitive dissonance of recognizing I am not the man I want to be or in whatever situation I was not the man I want to be. What do I do now? And it takes enormous courage and humility, which is a powerful combination, to decide to allow himself to grow into the next level of his masculinity. Your job is to stay in your femininity at your level, call him up, wait for him if, you know, if that suits the situation and then welcome him like with open arms when he is making steps toward that, right? I deeply believe that women lead 
emotionally, right? I know men are leaders, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I agree, right? And I think women are leaders too. But in the emotional world, whether it's a home, you know, a workspace, whatever, culturally, women lead the emotional vibe. We just do. Have you ever been in a home where the woman was so clearly out of sync? Well, this is a very nice way of saying that. Out of sync with healthy emotional processing and expression. And whether it was a home that was filled with rage or filled with quiet, unspoken, passive aggression or constant blaming and whining, she, you know, unless she was kind of the reticent, abused, you know, non-dominant at all, practically erased personality. But in many situations, women determine the emotional culture of whatever kind of space they're in. Okay. And because of that, I think women have the capacity sometimes, and I think it's happening to be spiritually aware faster. Okay. Which I think lands us at this point in time in a space where so many women are aware of the kind of healthy and high functioning relationships they want. And men are kind of running to catch up. Now, what I hear is so many women talking to me saying, you know, I just want someone who's I'm just going to pull adjectives out of the air, okay? I want someone who's, um, you know, humble and courageous and bold and dominant, but not too dominant and respectful, but for, you know, like all of these things, right? And we're essentially haphazardly, these are women who, you know, often are not super familiar with this work, but they're kind of piecemeal describing a divine masculine, right? And they're like, why aren't men like this? I think it's because we are maybe spiritually, emotionally a little bit ahead of them, okay? That does not make us better. It just means, frankly, I think it's God's design, <laughs> but that's another video for another day. We're usually the emotional, the spiritual leader. And I'm not saying the spiritual head of the household stuff. Don't even take me down that road right now. It's a whole nother conversation. I just mean the female divine intuition tends to know things a little bit faster if she's healthy, if she's in tune, if she's healed, if she's not in one of these damaged female archetypes, a little bit faster than the masculine. And so women are, are there or they're getting there and they're feeling that and they're like, where's the man who's my match? You know, why am I seeing these guys who have like, it's like they've got the flavor of divine masculinity, but then they're not quite there and they just like kind of can't seal the deal. And sometimes it's actually because the woman is blocking it. Sometimes it's because she's not open. Sometimes it's because she's misidentified someone who's actually got narcissistic traits and her disappointment is not because, oh, he's not a divine masculine. It's because, oh, he's not a healthy person at all, right? But what I think and what I see and what I want you to know is that there is this tidal wave. It, it, like pick a metaphor that you like. You can call it a steam engine. It's a freight train. It's like, it's a jumbo jet that's about to land, but you're not looking at it and you can't hear it yet because the sound is behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like something is coming and these men are rising up in record numbers. And I'm not just making that up to make you feel better. If you get on YouTube or you start talking with men or you listen to podcasts, like the concept of divine femininity has been around for a couple of years now. It's almost passe. It's, it's a little beat to death and, you know, misunderstood sometimes, misrepresented, I think. A lot of things I could say there and will in the future. But divine masculinity discussed by men, like men, okay, is more and more and more and more. So it's coming, ladies, okay? It's coming. More and more conscious men, more and more emotionally cognizant, conscious, available men, men who are both 
aware of their interior world and working on mastering it and still that delicious, dominant, <laughs> divine masculine that every woman craves, right? It's this magnificent combination and it's coming, okay? It's coming like, again, like, like a wave, like a jumbo jet, like a train, like it's coming and it's coming fast. And more and more men, and I think possibly, especially during COVID where so many structures that often masculinity depends on were knocked out from underneath us, have led men to start questioning there's got to be there's got to be more to me there's got to be more to life there's gonna be like there's there's something that I hadn't been paying attention to that now I'm going to start paying attention to my question for you as the woman is are you healed are you open are you ready to receive because a lot of women want this kind of man but when he shows up all of the self-sabotaging behaviors kick in yes I can't tell you when he's going to come I can tell you that he's coming and I can tell you that the road will be a lot smoother if you prepare while you're waiting. Instead of wondering where is the ideal man, become the ideal woman and the ideal man will walk in sooner than you could ever dream. Okay? I love you guys. Don't give up hope. This is so exciting. I mean, I always feel like to me, like in, in the domain of kind of spiritual awareness and maturity it feels like i don't know this is going to sound really weird but go with me it feels like mating season is coming you know what i'm saying like we have so many conscious women who are doing not just the the guru spiritual internal quote-unquote work that makes people feel like they're you know special and superior but they're not actually looking at their own flaws and failures with humility and dealing with their real issues they're just kind of like overusing the term issues without actually healing them, right? Those women have been around for a while and now the men are coming. It's like they're coming home, okay? So get ready, get excited and stay calm because at the end of the day, you can't control what any dude does, but you can become the kind of woman who's able to receive that. And again, as always, we're not doing this for men. We're doing this as a the fullest expression of a divine design of femininity from God and because it's fun for us. But the side effect is someone wonderful is able to step in to a beautiful divine masculine role. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book and it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, 
and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension? This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, but if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell, addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity that is out there that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women. And they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life. We continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people towards something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.